Welcome to the second episode of PhotoMind Talks. I'm so glad you could join me and our special guest, Kathy Panabianco, today. Kathy is a photographer and more recently a published author of a book that's coming out soon. Uh, so without further ado, here's Kathy. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Matthew. I'm excited to be here. You know I love your app, so um, I'm happy to be a part of this. Well, we are so excited that you could be here. Kathy was first introduced to PhotoMine and to our community over about a year ago after we stumbled into an article about a project she was working on with slides. Of course, one of our apps is for scanning slides, so we were really curious to see how someone could take this older method of printing photograph moments and turning them into something so beautiful and current. But before we get into the project, I want to start with you, Kathy, and hear a little bit more about how you got into photography in the first place. So I'm pretty much self-taught photographer. Um, I went to college for economics, of all things, (laughs) business. And um, when I got out of college, um, I started taking some courses in the evening um, at my local community college. And I started in film, black and white, took black and white darkroom courses. And um, just, I mean, I remember the first time I saw a print actually come up in the developer you know, that magic of it just appearing. It was just the coolest thing. And I was hooked after that. So um, yeah, I'm pretty much self-taught. I started probably about 30 years ago now. Um, I have a full-time job. So I sort of do it on the side, um, took a lot of workshops. I and mean, there's a lot of places you can take great workshops in the US and, and in Europe too, but um, MAME photographic workshops and the Santa Fe workshops. Went to a lot of workshops and just sort of figured it out myself and um, I love it. It's a passion for me. And um, that's kind of how I got started, you know, took a lot of classes and workshops myself. So before you got to No Memory Is Ever Alone, had you worked on other projects in the past, that sort of thing, something that led into this, uh, something that you're proud of, something you look back fondly on that kind of, you know, got you on this path? So before, I started more like a lot of photographers do, just taking sort of one-off images where just images that I see that I loved and that type of thing that, you know, meant something to me, but uh, maybe just one or two here or there. Um, Showed those in galleries and things. And then um, probably about, oh gosh, maybe now, maybe like five or, well, no, it was longer than that, probably about 10 years ago, um, I went to a workshop in Maine um, with Trayer Scott. It was an an animal uh, photography workshop. And I, I love animals too. I love, do a lot with my local humane society. I photograph their adoptable dogs so that they can get adopted easier. So I'm a big animal lover too. So, um, and my dog at that point was um, like 13. I have a Labrador retriever, had a Labrador retriever named Benny. And um, I started taking a few photos. We walked every day. So, and then I started taking a few photos with him, just knowing it was probably close to the last year of his life probably. And so I, that was my first series really. It's called Benny Was a Good Boy. And uh, yeah, it, is, it ended up being black and white and it was um, diptychs of me and him. So it's sort of like the two of us, connect, our connection. Um, but that was really the first real series that I did. And then I've done a few other things that have more self-portraits and that type of thing. The slide um, project, No Memories Ever Alone, that is very different. It's different than when I, all of my projects are a little bit different. I don't have a, I have themes, but they, sometimes they're black and white, sometimes they're color. Um, so after Benny was a good boy, that's when I sort of started the slide, pro, you know, the No Memories Ever Alone slide project. And um, 
went with that one. But really, it's probably my second series. So then, let's get right into No Memories Ever Alone. That's, as I mentioned before, how, you know, we got connected in the first place yeah. anyways. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how it got started, what inspired it, everything that kind of helped bring this awesome project together. Yeah. Um, so the reason I ins- was inspired to do it is um, my dad used to bring these slides out. Um, they're from the 50s and 60s. Uh, he took them probably when he was about 15 to maybe mid-20s, mid to late 20s, right, right when he started having kids. So, um, and he took, it's just of his family life. It's of all his family. And he started showing these slides at Christmas time when he was a kid, when he was a teenager, because his relatives had never seen colored slides before. That was when it was a new thing. So they thought it was like the coolest thing ever that they got to see these slides. And, you know, half of them are of like flowers and, you know, <laughs> landscapes and stuff like that. Cause everybody starts with flowers and landscapes, but um, a lot of them were the family too. So he did, he, he, he showed these to his relatives every Christmas. They make him break out all these slides and they had the old projector and the screen and everything. And he just kept doing that. So even when we were kids and even up until now, he brings these slides out and we've seen them a zillion times, but, and any relatives that were around us, you know, that came would tell stories about the family. You know, we put our jammies on have our popcorn, you know, the whole deal. It was like a whole thing, you know, like a tradition. So, um, and it was important because my, my family moved a lot when I was a kid, my dad's job traveled us around a lot. So we didn't have a lot of family around us, but they would come, some would come at Christmas and that type of thing. But no matter where we were, it sort of made you like, made a home. It was like a tradition that was the same everywhere we went. That's why it was so important, but probably about, I don't know, I I think it's 2016. I was doing an Instagram project, a 365 project where I took a photo a day and I was part of a group and it was to a word or a phrase every day that you had to visualize. So mine was um, from where I stand that day. And I went over to my mom's house. She lived up here near me and she had the slides up. She was like a big organizer. She liked to organize everything all the time. So um, I pulled out a slide. It was one of my mom um, in the boat um, when she was about 15 or 16. And um, I always loved that slide. So that was a cool slide anyways. And we live on a lake called Chautauqua Lake. And so I thought, I, I don't know. I just thought maybe there's something I could do with that slide, with the lake. I, you know, I really know. So I took it down to our lake. It was a really bright, sunny day. And when you held the slide up, you know, it was perfect. It was like a projector. You could see right through it. Um, and I started holding up to the water. I thought maybe I could put her in the water. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, all of a sudden, I realized the backgrounds matched up. And I could see through to the Chautauqua Lake background on the slide background. It was like my past and my present were like completely melding together right away. It was just, it was like a cool, like, oh my gosh, that's really neat. Really interesting. So I took it home. I showed my mom and she said, well, maybe there's some other, you know, maybe you can do with some other slides. And so then I just started picking out slides that I liked that had a story to them of some sort that I remembered um, and trying to find a background that really also meant something to me around here where I live now. And so it's really how it got started. It was kind of an accident a little bit, you know, but partially to the Instagram project. That's so cool. Did you ever have any friends come over while you're having these big slideshow showings when you were younger? I mean, I can only imagine oh, what it would yes. be like today if someone was kind of just like, hey, come over. We got this Kodak carousel thing going on and we're just going to flip <laughs> through some photos as opposed to just like sitting there and looking at them on a phone. 
Well, and I'll tell you, like the, when you say Kodiak Keros, carousel projector, it, it was not even that good. It was from like 1940. It was one of those ones that you'd like flip and you can only put two in at a time. And it would get so hot that you couldn't like leave the slides in for longer. They'd just melt in there. It was like, and you know, they had a, the screen that you pulled up, the old fashioned. Oh my God, we still have it. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, people, I mean, I remember being, especially like a teenager and just rolling my eyes at the whole thing. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever, <laughs> ever seen in my life. But, you know, now you look back and you go, oh, that was really cool. Like, we know so many stories about our family and, um, you know, there's, it's, like I said, we moved so much, but he made sure those slides went everywhere with us. You know, we would lose other stuff when we moved, but not those slides. <laughs> they were always there. It's so awesome, you know, how you're able to find this thing that was, you know, so integral to your family and your childhood and that you know, you're able to take these slides and find a way not only to, you know, have something from the present and connected to the past, but that's also not only something that you and your family can connect to, but that other people could see it and be like, oh, I could totally understand, you know, what this was and how it was something larger than just simply what's in front of you at the moment. Do you have any favorites from the collection? Um, I love the one I, there's, there's a couple that I like. Um, I mean, obviously they're all really personal to me, but I, I love the one of my dad, um, in the boat and, um, he's driving the boat, like the old outboard motor and, um, at the, and there's a lake behind him. I just think that one seems to be very popular with a lot of people because of, I just think it's the joy on his face. I mean, he probably was 16 or 17 years old in that photo. He loves being on the lake. He loves the water that's a lake in Canada we've gone to for since I was a kid and my, my mom's family went for like a hundred years. So it's just another tradition in our family, but I think it's the expression on his face. That's just, my dad's not like a huge smiler. Like he's not like huge emotion, emotional kind of guy, but um, very rarely you get a picture of him smiling. And like, I just love that photo. In fact, I have it behind me on the wall. <laughs> that's the one I have on my wall. Um, I love that one. Um, I love the one um, that's the, uh, my dad's family at, at Sunday dinner. And that's in my dining room. Um, just because of the stories for that one, because that one always had a million stories because there's, you know, there's always an uncle that was a like, super drunk at every holiday saying inappropriate stuff, you know, that made my grandmother insane, you know, and there was always, you know, the little brother making stupid faces and, you know, just like all those stories you have from the holidays. And, you know, even though that was like there, they had Sunday dinner every week, um, which some people still do, some people don't. Um, but even like the holidays, you know, you always had that sort of cast of characters that you're like, everybody's either embarrassed by or, you know, so that one I like to just because of this, for me, it's the stories that it reminds me of. And I like the one of me and the one that's of the little girl in the pool is actually me um, in our pool in California. And then that's my pool in my backyard. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just like that one. I, that one matched up really well, really well for some reason. And it just always amazes me that that could match up so well. I just think that it turned out exactly how I saw it, which didn't always happen with these things. <laughs> A lot of times it didn't happen. So are there any stories behind the photos themselves, you know, whether behind the slide itself or maybe the moment when you took the actual photo, you know, something interesting, you know, something with an interesting past to it, like the connection between you and the pool, then lining up with the pool, with your own pool now. 
something within a slide, like your dad in the boat, you know, maybe he was on a special trip or something. Well, I know the one slide of, this is kind of interesting, the one slide of my mom on the horse and then it's in a field of horses. I know that that picture is kind of fun because um, that's on their honeymoon. Um, they went on their honeymoon and they never horseback ride, never ho did any horseback riding before that. And so my mom got this crazy, like, oh, I think must've thought because she was a woman, she needed like a really slow horse or something. I don't know. But I guess it also like farted the entire time she was on it and she was like so embarrassed because she, she was like in her early 20s and you know she's on her honeymoon and I, she never rode a horse again after that I mean it was gross I guess but it, we all thought that was hilarious especially as kids <laughs> so that was kind of funny yeah um yeah uh, it was bad bad um yeah neither of them ever rode a horse again after that um what do you think makes this project so special to others Obviously, it's special to you, but why is it that you're comfortable posting them on Instagram or on your website and then taking them and turning them to a book so that everyone can see them and see them as one collection and hold on to them, have them on their coffee table, in their office, etc.? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's because it's a universal theme, family. I think everybody, it doesn't matter what kind of family you come from. I don't know if it's like, I happen to have two parents. I don't think it matters if you're a single mother to fathers, whatever it is, the, the, the theme of family is very similar. That love, it's almost, I, 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 I didn't see it when it was a series, but I see it when it's a book now, a love story about family, you know, and sort of celebrating that, all those different things, the weddings, the road trips, the, you know, vacations, the sum, your summer with your friends. I think just, I, I think it's relatable. I think that's probably like you had said that earlier. Um, I know when I first started showing the showing them on Instagram and then showing them in galleries, that's what people would say is that everybody sort of got it. You know, I think I know with fine art photography, sometimes you just don't get it. It just does. You look at it, you go, I know you go into gallery, you go, I don't understand. What is that supposed to mean? You know, or what is that? Um, and I think the best photography is when people do. It's sort of a universal thing that people can get something out of it. And so um, I know a lot of people have said that, yes, with, with this one, I get it. You know, everybody has old photos at home, even if they don't have old slides, they, you know, they have photos and it's easy to understand. I'm just holding it up in a background and it happens to see through. And I think people just get it really easily. I think it's just super relatable, but I think probably more importantly, it's just a universal experience that everybody can kind of understand. Yeah, completely. It's just so easy to connect with family, right? You said it that even if it's not your family, you know, you can find a way to connect with it, whether it's your own stories or everyone's sitting around for Sunday dinner, or you have old photos of your parents lying around that you, you know, you've looked through, or maybe they're in a pool or you're in a boat. It's so cool how you can connect, just kind of bring everything together. What's the hardest part about putting this all together? Um, I think the hardest part was trying to figure out which slides I could use because all the slides don't work. And my dad was learning at the time, so they're not exposed all properly. <laughs> so some are really underexposed and some are really overexposed. And actually the overexposed ones work so much better because you could see through them easier. There's a lot more white. Um, so there's some slides you just couldn't even use. I tried, it just didn't work. And the other thing was I really tried hard to connect the, the slide with the background. So it wasn't 
both things were personal. They just didn't find anything. So it took a long time to find a background. And then because they're slides, and like I was saying with the first one, if there isn't really good light coming through them, like a projector, so you need sun a lot of times. And I live in Western New York where there's not a lot of sun a lot of times. <laughs> so that was why it took me six years <laughs> to do them all between all those things. You know what I mean? It, it had to be like perfect. So sometimes I would find a place and have to like go back two or three times till I could figure out when the lighting would work. Right. Really. Wow. You'd never be able to tell. It almost seems like you've lined it up once and you were just like, oh, it's perfect. No, no. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of photos that were not good, <laughs> believe me, to get, you know, 40 or 50 that were decent. Since, yeah. you know, it is such an older form of printing your photos, have you had any interesting reactions from anyone that wasn't familiar mm -hmm. with the medium of slides beforehand? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some people, I'm certainly, I... I've taught like, I teach like younger kids, like in elementary and middle schools, I've taught them some photography. So I showed them and they never seen, even seen a slide before, you know, never even, I mean, I would bring the actual slide in and it was like, it was magic. You know what I mean? Was, they, they had no idea what it was. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people, I think luckily because Kodak slides are sort of like a thing that people kind of know about um, that's been pretty, pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think younger people in particular have, they all have to think, think it's Photoshopped, you know, like, first of all, which they're not, <laughs> I actually held them up. Um, but yeah, I think at first, a lot of people thought Photoshop was involved, um, because you just expect these days, but my, I wanted to physically put that in the, you know, past and present together. But yeah, I mean, certainly like younger kids have no idea what a slide is, never seen it before in their life. Or a print, for that matter. When I when I teach them, I make them print their photos so we can exhibit them. And that, I mean, that's the one thing I worry about is that we're gonna have all these photos on here. I mean, I must have eighty thousand photos on here right now. And um, what's gonna happen fifty years from now? You know, what are you gonna what are you gonna look at? Um, that's my only concern. You know. Well, we're fortunate that at least there's ways to organize your photos digitally now, you know, if they were printed before, but there is something nice about flipping through a book, feeling them in your hands, especially with slides. Even though you can't see the photo exactly and have to hold on to, you know, the light to see it, but you know, there's a process behind it. Yeah. And I think what, when I say that too, I think like with your, like with your app, it's great because you can scan these things in and you, because I will tell you, like we had a flood in our basement and we lost a few photos. So it's mean, it's important that people have them in multiple places too. You know what I mean? Like scanning them and having them somewhere. And then the ones that you really love, like maybe get them printed. You don't have to get them all printed, obviously, but I think, um, just making sure you keep those archives. You know, I'm working on a project right now with a gallery in Buffalo and I'm using their archives to try to do a, a piece. And they have, you know, it's like they have boxes of like glass, the old glass negatives from like the 1900s. And they're, they're a whole family. You can tell it's a whole family. And it's like, nobody kept those. Like wh whose family is this, you know? And so that's what I hope is that people, even if they look at this, they go, well, even I don't want to do this, maybe I'll do something with my photos and slides to make sure they stay, stay around for another 50 years. Well, we're fortunate that 
at least there's ways to organize yeah. your photos digitally now, you know, if they were printed before, but there yes. is something nice yeah. about flipping through a book, feeling them in your hands, especially with slides. Even though you can't see the photo exactly and have to hold on to, you know, the light to see it, but you know there's a process behind it. Did you ever imagine that this project, you know, starting as a simple Instagram post, would grow into what it's become? Yeah, you know, no. won awards for it. A book is on the way. No. Anything like that? No, no, no. You know, it's funny because, yeah, I think, especially as, as I get older and more into this, you know, you really take the photos for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like for you, you're not really taking it for other people necessarily, especially when it's like something like this. It's so personal. So you're not really thinking like, oh gosh, I hope this, you know, does really well, or I hope I get a book. You know, I'm not, I never was thinking that. It wasn't until it, I finally got a series together, you know, I had enough of them that I was like, oh, this might be something, you know, maybe I can make some, and, and I'm a huge book lover. Like I love photo books. So like I collect them and stuff and I read a lot. So like that would be a bucket list to have a book, you know what I mean? Just cause I love books so much. And, um, you know, that, yeah, I, I, no, I mean, I think when I got some positive reactions to the photos, I knew, oh, hey, this might be something people might want to look at. Because uh, sometimes you take things and you're not sure if anybody's want to look at it or not. <laughs> but um, it wasn't until maybe it won a couple of awards that I was like, oh, maybe I can get a, maybe I could do a book from this. I always did sort of as I went along, saw this as a book, I think, because I feel like it's a story. Um, so but I didn't go into it. I mean, no, I mean, I was just like, I hope I can get a few photos out of this. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd love to know more about the book. Uh, you know, you said it was in pre-sale currently. So, you know, tell us a little bit about when it's coming out and maybe get into the juicy details of what it takes to create and actually publish a book. Yeah. So I, um, I won an award through Lens Culture, which is a online photo. You know, they do a lot of awards and do a lot of things for photographers. And it was like a Critics' Choice Award. And I, I got like the top 10 in that or something. So, and a couple of those people that were jurors were book publishers. And so when I got that, I sent emails to everybody and thanked them for picking my, you know, book, my series and things. And that's when I sort of started thinking, I wonder if I could do a book, if I could get some a book somehow. So I um, actually approached a couple of publishers and um, I had two that were interested and um, Yaffe Press out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, Jennifer Yaffe, who is fantastic. She's just the coolest lady and she's a super advocate for photographers. Um, she just, she only does fine art photography books. And so she was interested and um, that's sort of how I connected with her. I knew I kind of want, I really wanted to work with her and she saw the same vision I did for the book. Cause I always saw a text with it too, not just images. So um, that's how I got the book deal was with her and with Yaffe press. And I've been lucky because they've been like a soup. She works like really closely with the artist, with the design and everything. She wants to make sure it really comes out looking like the way you see it. So it's, it's been pretty cool. The process has been really cool. It's probably been like a year. Uh, I think we started in October of 2020. And so um, it's in pre-sale right now at yaffepress.com. Um, and um, it's on its way from the Netherlands. It was printed in the Netherlands. So they're hoping in March, but you know, with COVID, we don't know exactly because of the shipping issues in New York and everything. 
Um, but hopefully spring here, it's coming, it'll be in hand, but, um, it's been a really cool process. It's, it's, um, I love things I didn't know, of course, and had no idea how difficult it was. It takes a lot of time, more time than I thought, <laughs> of course, but it's been really fun to work through, you know, sequencing the images. And then I worked with a writer out of Rome, Italy, um, she did a feature on me for on the series for La Repubblica in Rome. And um, I love what she wrote. And she wrote the, it, the um, story to go along with the, with the images. And it's kind of like a universal story family. It's not my family story. Although when I read it, I see parts of my family in there, just kind of a, like a person looking back on their life. I wanted this to look sort of like a journal, you know, somebody kind of looking back. Um, but I'm excited for it. I've seen the advanced copy. I'm really happy with it. It looks cool. Um, Jennifer did, Yaffe Press did a great job with she, she and her staff and the pre-sale went, has gone really well so far. So it's been good, but it's, it's a, it's a process. Like you don't realize how much there is to do to do a book, you know, and mine's not even like that huge or big. How did you settle on the name holding time? You know, it seems like a bit of a departure from No Memory is Ever Alone, the series itself. So, you know, how did you decide this was the one? Well, that's funny because I wanted to be No Memories Ever Alone. Like I was like, it's going to be No Memories Ever Alone. <laughs> and um, Jennifer Yaffe um, emailed me one day and she said, well, what do you think about holding time? And I was like, no, no, it's got to be No Memories Ever Alone. <laughs> And um, like my immediate reaction was no. And then she's, and then I thought, no, I, I should, she knows what she's doing. I should think about this. So I thought about it and I said something to my husband and he was like, cause he was the one who was like, no, no, it has to be no memories. And he was like, oh, that's great. You know what I mean? Cause it's such a play on the words. Plus I think from a publishing aspect, it's shorter. You know what I mean? For the cover, you know, honestly. And it, it does say, I mean, it's, I'm physically holding time, but you're also holding, there's so many ways you can look at it. So it was brilliant on Jennifer's part. I had, can take absolutely no credit for that. <laughs> How long did it take for you to feel, you know, like that this title was like really yours, you know, something not written by someone else, but that Kathy wrote herself? Oh, I think it didn't take me very long. Maybe like, a, like a, oh, maybe a week, but it was like me just thinking it through. And then I have a friend that I trust who's helped with the editing and everything. And I showed it to her and she goes, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're all right. I'm, yeah, and I, and I, I love it now. It just, you know, I think when you have a series and you name it, excuse me, it's like um, you're tied, so tied to that because you, you came up with it. But that's also, I think, what a publisher is supposed to do is sort of think out, you know, think about what's going to be best out there. And she was she was completely right. But <laughs> I cannot take any credit for the name. <laughs> well, it's a great name. So what's next for you? The book is out in the spring, you said, but you're working on any new series, pieces, et cetera, or just kind of working on promoting holding time and getting in as many hands as possible. Yeah. So yes, I am the holding time part. I have a lot to do for that still. Um, I still want to try to sell some more books and that again, that part of it, the whole question part of it takes a lot of time. Um, I'm always working on something cause I don't like to like have nothing and have to start from scratch. <laughs> I don't want to start from, you know, be like, now what, now what do I do? 
Um, I'm working, on, I've been working on for a while a project. Um, I went back to the animals because I said before I like the animals. And it, this one is black and white. And it's um, sort of like our connection with animals, um, sort of like how our souls are connected. So it's a little dreamy, it's a little black and white and um, a little bit different from this project. But I sort of like going back and forth a little bit. You know what I mean? There's something about that for me. I know a lot of people either only work in color or black and white, but I, I actually like both since I started in black and white. So I, I am, I've been working on that for maybe a year or two, you know, just sort of here and there um, doing some images for that. So hopefully that, and I have another idea that I'm sort of floating around, but that's sort of in the beginning stages too. So I do have ideas around, but part of me needs to finish the book part of it, you know, because that's always there and I want to make sure that gets kind of finished and then sort of concentrate on the other stuff a little bit moving forward. So it's holding time, the end of the No Memory is Ever Alone project. Is this kind of the way of concluding it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's done. I think that's the hard part is knowing when something's done, you know, um, but he only had so many slides and, um, you know, I've had other people ask me if I could do that with their slides, you know, so, you know what I mean? And I don't know if I could because of the personal part of it, you know what I mean? Like, unless they knew what they wanted. So I haven't done that, but I've also had, you know, like my city talk about, they have like old slides and like taking the old slides and putting it where it is now kind of thing. I don't know if that would work either, but um, this project is done. Yeah. I think the book is sort of the, okay. And I, and you know, I could, I would still exhibit the, the images, I think, but um, I, I see it as a book. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's okay with me. Like that's, that's, that's the final project I see for this. Well, Kathy, any final words, plugs, rambles, you want to say anything, you know, whatever you want to add uh, before we kind of wrap it up. It's always so nice listening to you. You're so you know, passionate, uh, so passionate, not only about photography, but family and connecting the past and the present. And we said a couple of times, it's just like so, so warm, you know, we're recording here on a Sunday. It's kind of feels like a perfect weekend snuggled on the couch with a great blanket type of conversation. (laughs) Anything else you want to kind of add to this? I don't, I appreciate you guys being so interested in the project and, and I'm not, I I know we're not plugging your thing, but I, I will tell you that this, that your slide app is so great because I used it when I went to go up to Buffalo to take pictures of, their archives. So when I came home, I would have them. Do you know what I mean? So I could look at, you know, it's just, it's just so easy to use. It's really easy to use. And um, it does a really nice job. And it was funny because the archivist up there was like, what are you using? And I showed her and she goes, that's amazing. <laughs> I said, you got to get it. It's really cool. So um, I know this is not what this is about, but you guys have a, it, it's a really great for the slides. It really works well. Um, but, um, I guess all I would say is that, you know, for anybody that's listening that like wants to do something with their old photos or their old slides, I mean, because you can scan them so easily now and put them into your computer, it, it, there is ways of doing cool things with your, you know, family images, you know, whether that's putting them into Photoshop or you don't have Photoshop. I mean, any app on your phone now. I mean, Snapseed or any of those guys, they, they do such cool things where you can merge images or, you know, you can colorize on your, your app. And I just, I just tell, I say to people, just 
use them, you know, take them and do fun things with them because your family will love it. I mean, my family loves these. They think this is such a cool thing that, you know, these images are like together. Um, and it's not difficult to do, you know, it's just not difficult to do. I mean, what I did isn't really that difficult. I just thought, have to think of it. Um, but I really encourage people to use their family images to do like really cool and fun things. Well, your family's totally right. What you're doing with your photos is very cool. I really, really appreciate you coming on to talk with me again. It's so, so great to see you. Um, you know, we really wish you the best of luck with this book and uh, really hope to hear more from you and about your success down the road, especially with this book. Oh, I appreciate it. And, and if anybody is interested in the book, it is at yaffepress.com. So I love for people to read it. It's kind of like you said, like a little bit of a warm hug. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, that will do it for the second episode of Photomind Talks. Thanks again to Kathy for joining us, and we'll see you next time.